Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have filled this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. Fiction. Okay, welcome to yet another episode of the most popular podcast on the True Stories Based on Fiction Podcast Network that is in no particular order. I am your one of your hosts, Evan, the third host, and I'm joined always by D Mac. What's going on, bro? What's good? What's good? Just enjoying this weather. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, hopefully. So, what is the temp out there right now? Uh, it's like, right now, it's about a good 70, 71. Damn! Yeah, it's, it's nice. Yeah, shit, uh, it's 30, oh, okay, now, it's 41, so that's a heat wave for us, but, uh, before, uh, this morning, it was like 32. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro, so not the same as Texas. I, I see this. <laughs> um... So, uh, as we said last time, so this is going to be a summit episode, and we're going to talk about the lifetime and career of one Kampu Kenny Compton's own Kendrick Lamar. So, um, I'm going to start by saying this. Uh, in preparation for this episode, I listened to all of Kampu Kenny's mainstream projects that I could find at least. Uh, so, Section 80, there's one before Section 80. Uh, the one before Section 80, Section 80, um, Good Kid, Mad City, To Pimp a Butterfly, and Damn. There's one before, like, there was one before that? Before, uh, Section 80, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, I found it on Spotify. Uh, let's see if it's in my history still. Tell you what it is in just a second for you and people in the audience. I don't like Spotify's uh anything really. It's not easy to fuck navigate through at all. Yeah, a lot of people don't like Spotify because it, it's yeah, just because of that. It's because of that. And they fucking hide new music so fucking hard. The only fucking new music you can find is on uh rap caviar but like a whole like like actual projects they're so hard to find but anyway um uh the first one was called overly dedicated and that's from 2010 then section 80 uh in 2011 good kid mad city 2012 uh to pimp a butterfly 2015 and damn 2017 and i guess the black panther was I don't count because that's more of a of a group album soundtrack. Yeah. yeah, but um, I I listen to them all, and uh, I'll start us off with a hot take right from jump. Good Kid, Mad City is some of my least favorite. Man, I, I knew you was gonna say that. But <laughs> <laughs> because as as I listen to it. 
I tried to give it like a fighting chance, man, but some of these songs were so irritating, I had to just hit skip. But then I, I realized that I, I'm missing out on, on the skits at the end of every song that were important to the overall story. But the songs themselves? Really, really hot take. Trash. That you were feeling none of them? Not really. Uh, besides, like, the ones that are really hit, like, uh, Miss Don't Care My Vibe, Miss Don't Care My Vibe, like that one, of course, um, Drank, Bowa, Drank, um, Money Trees a little bit, uh, that's about it. Damn. The two songs I hated the most are Good Kid and Mad City. Carson Vanitution, baby. Butter butter booze, baby. That shit was terrible. Uh, that was a hell of a... Let's see. You didn't like uh, The Art of Peer Pressure? No. <laughs> Nope. Nope. Nah, that was my shit, man. Uh, Money Trees was my shit. Poet, you like Poet, Justin? A little bit, but that video killed it for me. I don't know why, but, but like... I, I don't think I've ever seen the video. And, like, that sample got kind of annoying towards, like, the end of the song. And But I always changed it to, and then I'm sure that people, people besides me did this, too. But uh, but for and like this change that I made is dumb. But I always say poetic justice put it in a thong. All right. <laughs> yeah, but of all now, his first album, overly dedicated, is not good either. But um, it's interesting that he had a song on there talking about not him being a lame for not drinking or smoking weed. <laughs> Which was interesting. And, like, I applaud him for doing that. Because I'm pretty sure that in the in the albums that came to follow, he's... He rapped about, he rapped about smoking weed. Didn't he? Nah. Maybe he didn't. Nah. Nah, he, he didn't rap about him. Excuse me, about him actually smoking. He rapped about besides bitches, drinking, gang. Nah, actually, nah, he didn't at all. Yeah, which is cool because I do respect that. Because while I'm not a person who will be peer pressured into drinking or doing drugs because the rapper does it, there are like people that would. And it's cool that a person who's as popular as Kendrick Lamar can be on record about not doing those things. Now, his first single, which took me like a year to figure out it was it, it was an anti-drinking song, oh well, drank. That is a, as ambitious putting it out as your first single. Yeah. Because I had no idea what that song was about until <laughs> like two years ago. <laughs> like, wait a minute. This is an oh, anti-drinking, yeah. <laughs> like this is an anti-drinking song. I thought it was a pro-drinking song. You get a pool full of liquor and you die even. Yeah, he just. No, I I give it to him. Like 
No, I'll give it all his albums like that. The kids, man, see one. I would say that's not the one I like the most. Probably the second one I like. Okay. Uh, uh, now, have you heard Six and Eighty? Yeah. I heard okay. It. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Cause I, cause I, if I'm like ADHD, if I go random, like hit a random song, like the first random song on my, not playlist, but, uh, song wise on my iTunes mm-hmm. that I got downloaded, that's the first one that pop on ADHD. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Nah, yeah, but nah, um, I do like the whole story of, uh, Good Kid Massey, the body of work, how he tells the story throughout. Yeah. And that's the one that, it took me a minute. I had to keep listening to it, keep listening to it, keep listening to it to actually get the story that was getting, kind of getting told. And then it was just like, damn. I still damn, don't get it. I, I still to this day don't get it. Nah, for real? Yeah. <laughs> now, basically, it's like, at the beginning, it's a whole bunch of gang stuff. Like, he, you know, meet the girl, blah, 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 Shereen, then the third. Then he say they pull up to his house, and then he says, like, what, like, four, five niggas and hoodies and shit. Basically, he got set up. That, that's basically what he was saying. He got set up type shit. And that's that gang shit that I would say, where he, he was meeting his girl, talking to his girl, then the third. And then it was just like, oh, he got there. And then it was just like, oh, man, I think I'm about to get some. When come to find out, I'm about to literally get my ass whipped. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he never really explained what reason, but exactly. I was just thinking in the back of my head that from it's got to be some kind of gang-related type stuff, too, because they also, as you keep listening to the... As you keep listening to the uh, album, one was when they started shooting, and then he said, oh, man, that dude killed my brother, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Wait, wait, wait. So, uh, so, sorry, but was that Kendrick talking? No, no, it's his, it's his friend. Okay. Because the, the the story kind of rewind. It, it he rewinds. does some fucking nonlinear storytelling, like a fucking like yeah. fucking Pulp Fiction, some shit. Because remember when he gets to the point where they out there kicking it, and then it was like, oh man, he was like, man, I know you trying to fuck with Shireen tonight, blah blah blah. So that was before he got him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then he goes to the point where you know, and then they, they also praise uh, Young Jeezy. Last time I checked, I was the man in these streets. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty clever. Clever. Because yeah. I could kind of see that from uh from Jeezy saying that Jeezy from the South, but then they from the West Coast, so it's kinda like, oh blah blah blah, but it's all glorifying not glorifying, but it's all with drugs and everything else that's going on in the culture. But but yeah, it it takes some time to kinda to kinda peel back because the storyteller's kinda like you're in the middle, you're in the actual present, and then as you keep going, it rewinds back to before the present that got it. Then it fast forwards to, to the present, and then it fast forward a little bit more too, because it gets to the point where, uh, damn, I forgot who they, who prays with them, and tells them, tells the kids, you know, to pray, and it's that third, because they're about to go out and kill the dudes to defend their cousin or brother or whatever. Yeah, um, 
Now, that theme of prayer is something that's been very prevalent in all of his uh, projects, too, because um, on section 80, it's kind of, uh, it, there's like a, a subplot to go through the, the entire album about prayer as well. But I, I ultimately feel like um, in Good Kid Mad City, I would have been more enthralled in that storyline if the songs that tied the storyline together were, were better. But in my opinion, they just weren't. Um, Beat-wise, it is a, it's a far, far superior production than his previous two underground projects, but the songs just weren't good to me. Um, but the crazy part is, um, when, when, uh, when his second major album came out, To Pimp, To Pimp, To Pimp a Butterfly, um, back when that came out, I thought it was super trash, even worse than the first one. But as time gotcha. went on, <laughs> but as time went on, that one grew on. Okay. Like, that's actually a, r- a really good album. He's <laughs> super trash. <laughs> Dumpster fire. Ah. But that grew on me. Especially, like, that poem that like, he was yeah. doing. That poem was cold as fuck. Yeah. That, that was dope. That was dope. I think he got a Grammy for that one. To be honest with you. I'm pretty certain he did. I think he might have. And I know that Damn is the one that got like the uh like the fucking Nobel Prize or some shit, isn't it? It got I think some so. some big ass awards. Some like, big ass awards, yeah. Big, yeah. big awards. <laughs> um now, on the second album, the thing I didn't like, it had more of a jazzy sound to it and and jazz is one of my least favorite forms of music. Like jazz is nothing for me. That and, and that's the reason why I liked it. I liked it because it, it felt it had the jazz. It, you know, it reminded me of it reminded me of some Outkast in a way. That's what it kind of reminded me of, and it kind of gave me that feeling. And then he was reciting a poem, reciting a poem, and did literally talking about. And then I just like the theme of that body of work. It's basically it's literally talking about the struggle of being a black man yes. out here in America. That's literally. Or being black out here in America from prison system, yeah. uh, you know, prison system, systemic racism, this, that, and the third. Like, it, it, he broke down a lot as he, he was, you know, going through every step through it and then reciting the poem that Tupac made, which Tupac was talking about. Like, you know, Tupac that was crazy. About the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. <laughs> oh, man. And it was cool that. When he did that, like, that fake convo with Tupac. Yeah. He did it on his part as if he was nervous talking to actual Tupac. Like, yeah, man, yeah. like, when you did that one part, man, you know, excuse me, I'm getting nervous. But I was like, like, that was very clever how, how he did that. Because for a second, you really think Tupac wasn't dead. And he had you not talking to Tupac. Yeah. I, I ain't gonna lie, that was, that was ingenious. Yes. That was, that was ingenious. Yes. <laughs> Now, people love Good Kid, Mad City, and, and they, they raved about how creative that album was, and it was indeed. But I think that he took it to a, a whole other level on that album, on To Pimp, to pimp a Butterfly. Cause yeah, it, he did, yeah. Now, I would say that it, to the average person, it probably isn't as entertaining of an album, because that one compares to me... Um, to Kanye's second album. It wasn't as entertaining as the first one, but in terms of being ambitious, it was 
farly more ambitious than the first album. If that makes what? sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. That was a, a lot of people like like a lot of people I know did like re- like like late registration. A lot of people did I know did like it. It was different. It was it, yeah. But a lot of people did like it though. So um as we were talking about before, uh since this is a little bit of inside baseball about the Zack Snyder cut, um late registration was his being pretty self-indulgent, because, like, those beats went on for way too long, the songs were too fucking long, which I enjoyed, but it wasn't as cohesive as that first album. Well, the first album had a couple tracks that went on for too long, too, but it was like every song on that second one went on for way too long. Yeah. He's like, nope, I want all these sounds on this album right now. But, um, did you know that, um, were you aware of where the title for Kendrick's second mainstream album came from? Mm, no. Okay, uh, so I'm sure that in high school or college, I know we we did this in ninth grade and twelfth grade, which I thought was stupid. But uh, there's a book that has what some magazine called the greatest American hero and fiction of all time, Atticus Finch, in a book t- to kill a mockingbird. So he flipped that title to to pimp a butterfly. So it's based off that off that book that people love that I thought was trash. Did uh, did y'all read that book in school? I never read that. No, I didn't read that book. Yeah, I'm like we read it in ninth grade and in twelfth grade. It was trash both fucking times. Um, so he he was inspired by that novel to write this album, and then um, basically. Uh, a mockingbird is innocent, and so if you killed one, it's like a travesty. And then basically, uh, it represented losing somebody's innocence. Um, and to pimp a butterfly is to take something that's beautiful and to fuck it up. Like he's saying that America has done like black people. That's why on the album cover, there are uh, a whole bunch of hood niggas outside the White House. Yeah, yeah. That shit funny. Yeah. So in terms uh, uh I love that I love that cover. <laughs> an amazing cover. Now, I bet that the people who broke into the White House uh earlier this year would probably hate that cover. Call that un American. No, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> but if they do it it's fine. Um, yeah, so that's where uh the concept and the nucleus of, of that album came from. Um but yeah, I don't know why, because I think that sonically, in terms of beats exclusively, Good Kid, Mad City is a better album in that way. But I vastly prefer to Pimp a Butterfly to it, and and I think I think for the reasons that I like that we just said. Um, but I think that overall, on his three mainstream albums, people talk about that one the least. You what, Pimp Butterfly? Yeah. They do. And you already know why. You already it, know why. Because it, <laughs> it went over niggas' heads? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, that and it's talking about social justice. That And I think that's the reason why. But it still ended up getting... It was popular. Yeah. And now it's popular to talk about that shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, because then you have all, all my life, I had to fight, nigga. Yep. We gonna be alright? <laughs> that shit was crowd cold as fuck, bro. Yeah, that's probably the best song that fuck up Pharrell did in like ten years. <laughs> <laughs> because of Pharrell turned trash since like two thousand seven. Yeah, I remember bumping that song when it first came out and my boy we had went to the club, we went somewhere downtown. And he was just like, Yo, where you get this shit at? Like, where you get this shit? This shit hidden. And I was like, Oh man, they can't do more, man. Like this shit. I was like, you gotta listen to this album. And after that, he was sold. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that was probably the only mainstream song on that album. Because, like, that first single was called I, right? Like, I Love Myself or some shit. The first single? Yeah, it was called, like, I. I, like, yeah. Like, that song, when it first came out, like, hey, this is. I, I was like, this is a terrible first single. After that. Was that the first single? Or was it the other one? Oh. The black, the black one. Uh, that one. Ooh, that one. Oh, let me look it up here. Yeah. We all right. Uh, was it King Kuta? No, King Kuta was the second single. Yeah, it was. Uh, King Kuta was good too. Yeah. Uh, the Black of the Berry. That was the one. Black of the Berry. But the I I did come out before it. That was the first single, and then Black of the Berry came out after. It was I uh, a Black of the Berry, then King Kunta, and then mm-hmm. All Right. Mm-hmm. And then he had this dick ain't free. <laughs> <laughs> and I applaud that black man for taking back the power from his dick. Yeah, that's that that's that, that Drake quote he said like my man Kendrick said he knows dick ain't free because <laughs> <laughs> women are always talking about how powerful their pussy is and how much it's worth but maybe the dick is worth money too ladies maybe this dick ain't free <laughs> um yeah um but let's go back to alright for a second that that song was, was the most commercial. Besides, King Kutu was good, but to me, like, there's something off about it for me. Yeah, King Kutu. King Kutu was more of an album cut to me, like, than a single. Yes, okay, because I, I do feel like on To Pimp a Butterfly. Kendrick was having an issue trying to have a fully cohesive album that has your public singles and then has your album cuts that was that were part of the same project. This was mainly a a, a statement of, of an album, and he the singles weren't really that good. He didn't have a song on there that, that was really a single single song besides "All Right." <laughs> because in the, now it. It, were it 2021, singles don't really matter that much, but back in 2015, singles really, they, they still did matter. And, but that, yeah. on that album, he was more concerned about having a cohesive project than having that actual singles out there. Um, which, which is also why I think that maybe it didn't really permeate the culture like that. 
popular culture will say because it was more of an album than something that they like you really ride to and bump. But I still, like I said, I like it much more than than like Good Kid, Mad City. Honestly, if I'm being completely honest, bro, Good Kid, Mad City is my least favorite of of all of them. I like the least amount of songs on that than any of his other other albums or projects or projects. Um, but his next album, though, is when he. This is what I would call his Kanye West graduation album. Graduation, yes, <laughs> where he was able to get the beats, the production, and the songs for album cuts and singles in the most cohesive project. Where he was able to be as compelling and as deep as he wanted to, but while at the same time having dope ass singles. Yeah, and 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 in my head, to me, mm-hmm. this is my number one. Absolutely. It's also, and it's also the classic. Absolutely. Sorry, I had put it as a classic right after it came. Out, I was like, I don't even gotta wait. You don't even gotta wait yep. for this. It's <laughs> You can listen to every every song all the way through and just be like, all right, this, this is good. This is, I'm good with this. <laughs> he told the most cohesive story without having a lot of skits at the end of each song. And the songs that came before these skits, when he had the skits, were good songs. Because uh, on them, there's not a bad song. Not a bad song at all. There's songs that aren't great, but there's no skips. Yep. No skips. <laughs> And it's his first album that has no skips, in my opinion. Yep, yep. I will agree. Because, um, now, we know how, how I feel about this, but are there any skips on Good Kid, Mad City to you? I I could skip a few. A few. Uh, but, but I could skip a few on there, and I could skip a few even on uh Black uh, uh Pimple Butterfly. I could skip a few on there as well. Yeah. Like and and the thing is though, when I mean a few, like I damn. Now that you said something about Pimple Butterfly, that might be my number two. That sure. might be my number two. Sure. I I might have to rearrange it. The only reason why because as we keep talking about it, I'll be thinking about where my head was when I was like listening to it. Yep. I was listening to that album a lot. Yep. Like a lot. And he really weighed on me. So that, I would probably put that as my number two. And then Kick Hit Man City would be my number three. But, yeah, man. It's, whew. on damn, there are no skips. No skips. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, no skips. Cause, every beat hit, his story hit, every hook hit, he has songs that were conscious, but also fucking bangers. Yeah. Like fucking uh, be humble. Woo! Yeah, I know. That might have been a song of that whole gear. That and, and crazy, he started off with that. That's that's the start off, off the rip. The first one. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! <laughs> that beat was so no, fucking no, that cold. That beat, I was just like, man. That's some old school Compton shit, but also modern at the same damn time. Man, if I hear that beat, man, why don't be playing that shit today? <laughs> <laughs> and then on that song, he was conscious, also talking the shit about fucking a big shine, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, I think they were. I actually, I was. Uh, I think they were talking, but they squashed it though. Now, 
or whatever it was. It was literally he said, she said. It was some third party shit that started the whole rift. Mm-hmm. Basically, somebody said this, somebody said that, that he said this, that third, and it wasn't really true. Well, that all popped off because of that uh verse that he gave uh Sean right on oh, I don't, I can't on, on the uh, control verse. I mean song when it was uh Big Sean. Kendrick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's where it started. But then I, I think where those third parties came, came into play, people got in a big Sean's ears saying saying um that, that Kendrick was trying to that Kendrick fucked him over on purpose, and, and Kendrick probably did. But I think really the big Sean he realized that he's trash and like he can't beat Kendrick, so like he just said fuck it. <laughs> I know that my people in Michigan. And Detroit, especially, will hate that statement, but it's it's true. Big Sean is trash. I mean, I kind of hate a little bit, but I don't think he's being trash. I think he's alright. They just have any classics. He don't got no, no, he don't got no class. They just have any classic songs. Man, he ain't got no classics. They just have any classic hooks. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Uh, Always. Uh, exactly. Uh, uh, nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> the squeaking song? I don't, I, don't, I don't fuck with you. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yep. <laughs> you little stupid ass bitch, I fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, okay, yep. I, uh, I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> has Big Sean... Has Big Sean ever had a verse on somebody else's song where you're like, oh shit, Sean killed that shit? Uh, one, but I can't. Thing is, sad is, sad thing is, I can't remember. But I know for a fact he did have at least one that had me like, oh okay, blah 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 blah. Was it when he I said, think- "Why every rapper named Sean got money, yo, and every rapper named Big got body, ho"? Nah. I don't <laughs> No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but far as like classic, yeah, nah, he ain't got no classic. Nowhere near. I, I'll say it. He ain't got no classic. Yeah. Really but some, but, oh, but, let's, but let's be real though. Okay. But let's, let's let's be fair with this though. Even some of the hottest artists don't got a classic album. They be having hits. It, it's like a fire to to the thing. To you would think it'd be a, somewhat of a fire album. It won't be like a classic. Like I'll be like, and I, I'll name one. Okay. He, he he don't got no classic album, but he he got some hot ass music, and he on fire right now. Hmm. It on fire, and that's Drake. Drake Drake got albums galore, but it's like he don't got that one album. Like yo, Drake got three, man, bro. That was it. Drake got like, three. That was it. I don't think so, man. If we ask most people, I think the people say he has at least one. I'm saying he has, he got four, as a matter of fact. So far gone, uh, the second main one, uh, uh, shit, what was it called? Uh, so. Yeah, so far gone. That's like the mixtape, which to me was a classic of the Chains Rap Game. Thank Me Later was trash. I get it. The one after Thank Me Later, uh, with the gold background and shit. Take a shot with me. Yeah, take care. care. Classic. Uh, Scorpion classic. I don't think so. And um, the one that I got an enemies got a lot of enemies classic. 
That, but that's a mixtape. That's like okay. A, if you take out the mixtape, <laughs> you still got "Take Care," in my opinion, and "Scorpion." And I and I think that most music and rap fans will give who aren't on. Oh, he's soft. Oh man, he's soft. People who aren't on that tip will say that Drake has at least one classic. I can't think of anybody who will say that Sean has any classics. Not Sean. I mean, Sean ain't got no classics. No rap fan in America will say that Big Sean has any classics. To me, Drake don't have, I don't know. To me, he don't have that classic that just, like, kind of, that pull you to be like, man, I was riding this. Even though when I do think about, uh, what's the one where he was, the, the blue cover? Uh, shit. So Far Gone? So Far Gone? Is it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Far Gone. Is it So Far Gone? No, 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 no. Nah, that's the one with, uh... What was that one called? That's the one that got Wu-Tang on there. Yeah. Uh... Sorry from the bottom. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And, uh, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Fuck it right, fuck it right. I'm like... Okay. To the Googles, because I, I can't think of any of that shit. <laughs> that's not Take Care, that's the second one. So Far Gone was a mixtape. What was that shit called? Alright, uh, I'm about to find it right now. Nothing was the same. Yeah. See, now, I personally hated that album. Personally, but with with Drake at least you can have a lively debate. With, with Big Sean, there, there's no debate. <laughs> <laughs> now, but I will rephrase that question though. Does Big Sean have any good albums? <laughs> Let's not say classic. Does Big Sean have any good albums? Yeah, I like the. You got me thinking here. <laughs> yeah, I like the me. I like the Dark Sky Paradise. That one I did like. That one was decent. That's probably that's probably uh, and that's like that's like the black cover, right? Where like yep, his face was yep, uh, yep. okay, yeah. To me, that was that technically was like his best album. I agree. That's his only <laughs> album that I can even get through. Honestly. <laughs> okay. I, I will give you that. That is a good album. But Big Sean is a rapper. That I don't know how his career has lasted over 10 years now. And he is the most non-essential rapper of that generation. <laughs> and Big Sean never made a song again no one would even notice. But did you like uh what was did you like the other song, uh Beware? It's like when you said it was over, you shot right through my heart. Why you let these hoes tear woo I think it was how I go. Tear where we had a part. Ooh, I was so mad. <laughs> okay, okay. No. Something from the start. But something beware, beware, beware of a woman of a broken heart. Yes. And that's the one with Lil Wayne. That sounds like Phil Collins. <laughs> and then he was like, Lil Wayne coming in, don't believe these hoes. <laughs> Bitch, I'm a shit. Like a pamper. <laughs> uh, no. Um, I, I haven't heard it. Um, 
make sure I had to put out a song that I even want to hear at this point. Uh, not a fan. So that, that's a long tangent, but that's to say uh, that um, Big Sean is trash. I'm sorry for any people in Michigan that, 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 that may be listening. Don't send trick trick after, after me. <laughs> Let's get my objective opinion of how trash Big Sean is. Uh, back in the day, when I used to go to um, Detroit quite a bit, I knew people who actually knew Big Sean. And when I would say that Big Sean was trash, they were getting really mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> but but I still didn't give a fuck because I said what I said. Especially the post-Kanye West of Big Sean. Terrible. And Big Sean's second album, that's probably the biggest sophomore slump ever. See me getting a right now. See me getting a right now. <laughs> Who told him that he's even put that song out? That shit was, whew, bad. Terrible, bro. But, but, uh, back to things that aren't bad. Ken, uh, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Um, yeah, so, so when Damn came out, that's when the, uh, I think Kendrick is at the height of his powers. He, and he's at the height of his powers so much, I think he's afraid to put anything else out. Yeah, I mean, right now, from what I heard, uh, a lot of people saying, I guess somebody interviewed him, ran into him, and he pretty much said that he just needs some stuff to, he got, he needs to think, basically. He needs to, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I need time to think, but, uh. Time like to put it all together in his head? Yeah. Like, yeah, basically, cause he just don't want to just be putting out shit just to be putting out shit. And I get it. I get it. When he said that, I was like, oh, I get you on that. He was like, I want to be able to just go ahead and start putting, go ahead and start, uh, uh, basically just somebody trying to kind of force writing shit. Let the shit come to him. And I get it. Start experiencing shit more. Just that. Cause he was like, I just don't want to just come out and just be, just writing shit just to be writing shit just because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's time to type deal. So that, when he said that, I kind of get it. Like, you want to kind of, like, get your ideas in, in totality and everything together and then put it down on paper because that's, if that's how you get your best Kendrick, then fuck it. I, I, I'll wait. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I feel like Kendrick thinks that he has to have, like, a, a deep concept with, like, that, uh, thread going through it. Like, in the, in Good Kid Mad City had, like, the story about, him doing hood shit and uh the second one he had the theme of having that poem on the third one like he told that whole fucking amazing story so I feel like he think that that's just niche now so he has to keep doing that but I, I don't think he does he had three albums like that so he called that a trilogy and now just come back with some fucking dope shit um but I feel like Kendrick Aaron and Ariana are both at a place where they felt like they plateaued and they're afraid to come out and flop. So they're kind of what I would, they're kind of having what I call the Lauren Hill problem. <laughs> but Lauren Hill's biggest problem was that was the first album that came out and it was burning too hard. Okay. Well, I think Lauren Hill's biggest problem was you could leave them goddamn fucking, what's the name of them alone? Bob Marley's son, them? Yeah, Bob Marley's son, yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. Yep. That was it too. But if you think of, it's cool that Ariana and Kendrick both built built up to an album that was that fucking colossal. Um, as opposed to like Lauren Hill, I think she had like one album with the Fugees, maybe two. Uh, but having her first solo album be that good and her personal issues uh, aside, it's very difficult um, to try and beat that. Like same thing with um, Andre Three Thousand. Like this could be like a, a topic for uh, our next episode too. Um, yeah. But like say, say for example, if Fifty Cent would have stopped with that first album, he'd be in top five rappers of all time. Yeah. But because he kept going on, like, like other rappers who who did that. His his fame and like his rating has gone down. So maybe Kendrick Lamar is like, ooh, I don't want to put an album out and go down. Although his peer, his biggest peer, and well, his biggest contemporary in rap will be a J Cole, right? Mm-hmm. And J Cole did have an album that was kind of eh, but he came back up. But I think that the Kendrick is afraid because his drop off is going to be. Tremendous if it's not as good as them. So I feel like he's he's saying that he needs time to write because he's having stage fright because he feels like if it's not as good, it's gonna fuck up his whole career. Whereas he can just fucking have that have them out there and people talking about it four or five years later and, and, and keep up his fame. <laughs> I mean, I think that he. I think. I mean, I think he. He he's he gonna keep up his fame, but no, I just I actually think I just he wants to put in the body work. I don't think that's my his my main thing. Now as far as like who you call like Rihanna, I think she's being too goddamn stupid, partying, doing business thing. I don't even be honest with be honest with y'all I don't even think she want to put out music no more with her. Yeah. Because she making too much money everywhere else. So it's kinda like why the fuck would I want to do that? Even though she said, "Oh, I'm gonna do it," blah blah blah, and it's like a fan thirst trap. Yep. <laughs> but but you know exactly. What I'm exactly. But by the time, but by I swear, by the time she do put something out, bro, everybody gonna be over her. I, I'm thinking with her, yeah. with her, with her and Beyonce. I feel like, yeah, uh, Beyonce has done enough, and I think that if she puts anything else out, it's gonna make her be whack now. That's actually yeah, like yeah. a really good topic, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, also, on that same topic, and then I'll think of how we can do this as a list for next month, but uh, do you think that if Biggie would have not died, he would still be as hot and free beard as he is now? Yeah. You think so? Mm-hmm. Even with Puff being who Puff is, I feel like Biggie would have fell off. Nah, Biggie wouldn't fell off. I don't think he would have. I think he would have retired. He would have been just chilling somewhere. How many more good albums do you think that, that Biggie would have had in him? Mm-hmm. I would say at least one. I'll say at least one more. One yeah. more. One good one. After life after death. 
you would have like one more good one, and then after that, I also think that him and Pop, him and uh, Puck P Diddy would have branched off as well. Branched off or, or, or broke up? You mean? Bro- branched off, like outgrown each other. Gotcha. Okay. But still there with each other. Mm-hmm. Y'all, they would still been there, but they would outgrown. It would have been like hell, the Jay Z and fucking Dang. name thing. Yeah. yeah, how they just. They was, hey, you my man, that and third, but then after a while, it's like, yo, we just gonna outgrow. But the thing is, though, they just went, they separated. And they don't even talk to each other. Now, yeah. Big and them on the other hand, I think they, he still would talk to Puff, like, yo, blah, 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 we about to hang out, we got the third, and then did our own little business. Or Puff would have, be honest with you, I think Puff, he probably would have gave him some kind of percentage of bad boy. To, so they could go like half and half and shit. It, it, it would have been one, it would have been one or the other, but I think, I also, my strong indication they would have branched off though and did their own thing, but they just would have been cool. Be like, hey, Puff got his money over this is that third and we gonna hang out. Now, the, the, the thing is though, if you think that if Pac and Biggie was still alive, would it be a Jay-Z, uh, a Jay-Z or a Nas or any of these other rappers that's, you know, that's up there. Well, I'll just say, basically, since Jay-Z, East Coast, I'll just say Jay-Z. Would it be a Jay-Z that's up there? You would have had a Dre, Dr. Dre. Yeah. You would, Dre would have been there regardless of the fact. But would you think that Jay-Z would be there? But he would be the dude. Jay-Z would have been as big as Cameron. Or Plateau. <laughs> At that level. Because it's, it's all about time and like, mm-hmm. when, how they were doing it, then you representing the East Coast and that shit started dying down with the East Coast, but he would, Jay was hot at that right time, putting right folks on his shit. And that's the thing I gotta say with Jay Z, his diverse catalog of putting features with certain folks. Like from the UGKs to the Jermaine Dupree. That's a good point. To, you know what I'm saying? If putting, yeah, he 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 diversifies catalog. He outcast even like he he diversifies catalog to make sure he put folks in there that was kind of like, oh, I don't want you just to be stuck. Like I'm putting a whole bunch of East Coast motherfuckers on my shit. Yeah, <laughs> like based on that, man, I kind of changed my mind. I feel like Jay would have still made it and probably probably. Probably will still be where he is now. It, it might have taken longer, but Jay Z is the smartest rapper of all time. Yeah, because Biggie was a fucking East Coast nigga, <laughs> and I don't think that, like no disrespect to Biggie, but I don't think that he would have had the versatility as Jay Z because he wouldn't know to to fucking reach out to fucking UGK. Uh, uh, fucking outcast and shit, cause he he was an East Coast nigga down to the bone gristle, but but Jay Z was more of a diverse had more of a diverse ear. So I think that Jay probably 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 would have still made it. He may not have been as big. But I, I would say that Jay Z would have been the the biggest rapper alive, no matter what. It, it might would have taken a little bit longer for uh Biggie to, to just kind of phase out phase out on his own. But I think that, that, that Jay was so I, I think so too. I think I probably I think so too. Now nah, I think about yeah. it, it, it took a yeah. 
because I almost think about when Dr. Dre, I, I had brought this up when Dr. Dre had called him to do the first to steal Dre. And he wrote literally from <laughs> beginning to the end. Yeah. He, <laughs> exactly. He wrote, he wrote Snoop first and Dre first. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Exactly. Like, Jay-Z is the smartest rapper of all time. In every conceivable way. Because 50's smart too. But 50 is, isn't smart enough to keep himself hot. Musically, at least. Yeah. But Jay-Z is a... Is a because no one besides maybe Drake might get there. Well, Drake has had a lot of help. But no one has had a career and been as hot and fucking relevant as long as Jay-Z. Because from 98 when Jay popped on, he's never not been hot. Mm-hmm. He's never fallen off and come back. Now, the Blueprint 2 was kind of trash, but he still wasn't to the point where people stopped talking about him. Yeah. And he's the only rapper that I could... No, fuck that. It's a fact. He's the only rapper who, who's never fallen off completely. Yeah. He's the only rapper. The only rapper. For as long as he did. Now, Drake has never really fallen off either, but he, he, he's, been since, he's been off since 2007 or eight. But Yeah. Yeah, his longevity ain't there. Not uh, as it, it, it's almost there. Once once he hit, once he hit, I say once he hit twenty twenty five and Drake's still relevant, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, <laughs> because um, Jay Z has ten years on him. He has a whole decade on, him. and I don't think that we'll ever see that again. Because I think as time goes on, especially if you say just a straight up rapper, Drake is more of a overall pop star now. Mm-hmm. But Jay Z has never like sunk beside when he said, "And I wish I never met her at all." <laughs> but if you're speaking straight up a rapper who isn't someone who kind of bends in, 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 into different lanes and genres, Jay Z ha- has had the longest career by far. Because because Drake had Drake has had songs that were popular that were straight R and B songs. I got my eyes on you. There's no there's no rapping in that song at all. Yep. <laughs> so he is a hybrid, but in terms of actual rappers, no rapper has ever had a career as long as Jay Z. And I don't think a rapper, because rap isn't as popular as it was before, because rap and R&B have kind of merged. So there, there will never be another rapper with a career as long as Jay Z's, who's never fallen off. Yeah, just like that Nipsey verse, the Nipsey and uh, the one you heard from. Uh... With the Judas and the Black Messiah yeah. soundtrack, mm-hmm. I ain't heard that shit. I ain't heard it, that song on the radio so many damn times. Mm. Like that shit get much play on the record just because Jay Z verse. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I swear it, it's it's crazy. I mean Nipsey, yeah, you got Nipsey Hustle too, but that's, I don't. That was like a kind of like a like I don't want to say add on, but they had it already pre recorded already. Right, kind of right. Threw the verse on there, but Jay Z shit was like he just did that shit literally. Probably by the end of January. Yeah. Because the shit he bringing up on there happened January 6th. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and, and that's like a third time doing that, bro, because, uh, I can't remember the other times he's done that, but he's had verses that were like, I think one was on like a, a newer Rick Ross song, I believe. But yeah, he, he have a verse that you know was brand new and it's burning. <laughs> burning, burning. Now. I give him props, man. Yeah. I give him props. <laughs> now, uh, 
could Kendrick get to that level? I, I would say potentially. Yeah. But he could. Kendrick needs to learn how to boil down his points that are to make them more palatable at times. Because Jay will say some cold ass shit, but it's palatable to you. It's not too preachy. Kendrick sometimes can be a little preachy to where it can be off putting to the masses, like say nine black people. Yeah. But Jay will say shit will say the same shit, but it's palatable to like your your Anglo Saxon friends. <laughs> and that's another reason why I feel like Kendrick might be afraid. Because if you think about it, bro, because like we both have friends that, that are non-black, they they don't talk about Kendrick that much. Yeah, I know. Nobody talk about Kendrick that much, man. Yeah. Cole has that spot because Cole can do a better single. Yeah. Although, if we're ranking J. Cole albums versus uh, Kendrick albums, as we kind of talked about Cole's albums on like a previous summit, a previous summit episode, Kendrick albums are, are way better. I I don't think that J. Cole has ever had an album as good as even the worst Kendrick album. Honestly. Oh man, talking <laughs> What J. Cole album is as good as any Kendrick album? 2014 Forest Hill Drive. Forest Hill Drive literally is like that. That's that's his classic. Yeah, that, that's his classic hands down. And then like you can play it all the way through. And when it when it comes down to that one, KOD, K, to me KOD, you can play all the way through. I can play KOD all the way through. Yeah. Well, my favorite really that tipped it off for J. Cole was even before then, because I actually liked, uh, what's it called? Uh, it's called World? Born a Sinner. Yeah, Born a Sinner. I did like the Born a Sinner. I love that. I love that album. Because it was different. It yeah. Had different, different flavor, different play to it. Then he had the, some samples, like from Outcast to the, you know. I hate it, rich it, niggas. It was, God it was, damn it. It was kind Because I never had a lot, damn it. That was my shit. I hate wrist niggas. God damn it. God damn it. Yep. I never had a lot of <laughs> But. Or like, uh. Yeah, go ahead. My, one of my favorites, uh. Man, I, I like how it comes on, though. And, um. Uh, what's it called? Run away. Run away. Run away. That's some shit. Because it comes on with, uh, Mike Evans talking about some, uh, <laughs> talking about the dude that was cheating and shit or whatever. <laughs> he was like going to church. He was like, oh, blah, blah. And then he was like, he leaves church. I was like, where the bitches at, nigga? Where the bitches at? <laughs> but, are any of those albums better than any of Kendrick albums? Not as good as, but better. I'm going to say yeah. Okay. That is me. Uh, oh, I think uh-huh. I, I, and I, I'm going to put them. I will put them in Forest Hills. I will put them. I actually will put them neck and neck. Neck and neck? Okay. Neck and neck. I will put them neck and neck. I, I disagree. Respectfully, of course. Nah, go ahead. And, but ain't shit fucking with them to me, bro. Like, damn. <laughs> might be the best rap album of all time. <laughs> and 
2004 Sale Drive, which to me was too soft to compete with that. Uh, yeah, my head had my other way to me. I've been a favorite. And beats, like we spoke about the beats before, bro. Yeah, I know, but his beats was his beats was straight on there. His beats is good to me on there. The only one that his beats questionable was on uh, which that album was questionable. For your eyes, he could have did a lot better. Yeah, for your eyes only, because he was trying to tell the story and he didn't tell the story. It wasn't he told the story, but it just didn't really quick like grasp yes. your attention Be- like that. That was the thing because there's cast up and there's and there is. Execution. His concept was there, but his execution of that concept wasn't there on that one. Mm-hmm. Unlike when you do KOD, KOD tells the story, yes. but it grabbed, it grabbed you. Yep. Like, oh shit. <laughs> now, I would say that, I would personally say that the KOD is more of a contender to damn than uh, Forest Hills Drive. I would, as far as putting it together as body of work, yeah. I, I would say. Head that. to head, because like, they're more similar, like in terms of, uh, similar, uh, yeah. of the beat structure and the album structures. Like the more similar, I would say, yeah. because Forest Hill Drive is almost an R&B album. Nah, I wouldn't. <laughs> and Kendrick, oh, nah. Kendrick is a better singer than J Cole. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it just <laughs> how about because. <laughs> J. Cole needed, like, a feature to come in and sing those hooks for him. That's how bad J. Cole's singing voice is. <laughs> J. Cole needs some Pro Tools on his singing. Well, I would say, though, J. Cole, he needs to, uh, well, I hope his next album, he got some goddamn features on that damn thing, Jesus. Because I know he was talking about that shit in the interview, saying that he was going to put some features on there because the way he was feeling... It, it was, I guess he was feeling like it was being a little bit subconscious of itself mm-hmm. in a way, knowing that he was greater than he thought he was. He was thinking like, oh, I don't want to be in no competition with nobody, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm a good rapper, but I think this dude might be better than me. But then the dude that D thing is better than him, I'm saying like, nah, dude, you way better. Than yeah. me. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> you better get it together. Like, and it was more subconscious of himself, but. I also think that for him to do no features sharpened his skills yes. to the point that that's why he up there. And that's why when he started dropping on everybody else's album or album or yeah, album songs and all that shit, the shit was fire. Because yep. I still be listening to a lot. <laughs> I still Man, be listening to a lot. <laughs> a lot is the best song that Fuck Twin Savage has ever put out and ever will put out. <laughs> yeah, that song, almost, almost, that song almost made me, that song. <laughs> Almost makes you get like a little misty eyed. <laughs> like, this shit deep as fuck, goddamn. Um, but and Cole on uh that that Dreamville Dream like Dream like whatever you call it, album, yeah, Dream. That song with yeah. him, yeah, was was it successful? But the song with him, Ludi, Kendrick, and uh the baby, cold as fuck. That's cold, yeah. That's what I think. That besides the baby, that that song actually what introduced me to the baby. Yeah, Even though yep. the baby had kind of already came out, he that that's what really introduced me to the baby. I was like, okay, I gotta fuck with this yeah. dude. 
Yep, same. Because <laughs> I had heard, I had heard of him, but his dumbass name, like, like fuck this nigga. And then, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, like, my homeboy had sent me that song, I'm gonna take my baby who gonna fuck the babysitter. But at that time, like, this song is corny as fuck. Um, like, song with him and, uh, Offset, I'm the oh, kind yeah. of baby who gonna fuck the babysitter. I was like, this is dumb. But yeah, but that song, like, god damn, like, he killed this shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, J. Cole would probably have singles on, I mean, have, have, have some features. And I think that that's kind of like with, with Cole, him having the feature is it's kind of like that still sharp and still sharp and still type shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we can probably end on on, on this topic. Um, do, do you think and and do you ever want that duo album between Kendrick? Yes. and J. Cole. I was just about to bring that up. Yes, <laughs> yes. That will be that shit will sell. Hell yeah. Something stupid. That shit will be just like. I ain't gonna lie, cause I like, uh, I don't know if you heard it, uh, and this is the R&B level, the Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars, that shit fire, like, I'm sitting there like, I'm fucking that song, and I'm thinking like, they just was like, you know what, fuck it, we just gonna do this duo together, and then this shit go sell, and they, they fucking marketing the fuck out of that shit. Is that album on yet? The, the album ain't okay. out yet, but the song, that single, they, they marketing it hardcore. Right. To the point that they even asked at the Grammys at the last minute, hey, y'all need to help some upcoming, they said some upcoming artists. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. And, and, then, and then the Grammys was like, you know what, say less, we, we got you. You know what I'm saying? We go ahead and perform for us. I mean, Anderson <laughs> Pack is definitely an upcoming artist. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga trash on his own, bro. That nigga so goddamn um, trash. Yeah, I mean, with him, he, he, he just got Singles, but his album like singles. Anderson Pack is a few a, singles. It's a few singles. He's a fe- no, no, not even singles, bro. He's a featured nigga. Yeah, Cause I can't think of no, I know somebody himself that I ever liked, but him, him on features and shit, killing. It. Yeah, but him, yeah, like that song is a fucking slap of all slaps. Besides, motherfucking Pack was like, I thought he said this, but he said this. He said, "If you're hungry, baby," I just said. I got some Lay's, like Lay's potato chips? What kind? <laughs> all that fucking smooth, fucking silky shit there. But he said, I got filets, like, like steaks. Like, why would he tell this bitch he got some damn chips? But then, but, but then when that, that bar got edified for me, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but that song is cold as fuck. Cause bro, Bruno Mars is the best R&B singer. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I was, I was just, yeah, for real. I was just thinking about that the other day. His relevancy is ridiculous. And he be selling, and his music be hitting, and nigga be dancing, and he be singing. I'm sitting there like, man, I don't, I don't know why ain't nobody really jumped on, like, picked up where he was leaving off. Cause Black people ain't. This dude. White people ain't. Yeah, I'm saying, this, this dude on fire. But. Yeah. And the thing is, when he first came out, he made modern music. But then when that second album came out, he, he's been consistently a throwback, which I don't mind because I know that if you wanted to, he can make contemporary sounding music and still be good. Yeah. Because like his first uh slap was that girl, you have amazing chest, mm-hmm. and that shit was a slap back in the day, bro. I'm like I gotta find me a girl like that, and it hasn't happened yet. Nearly twelve years later. <laughs> But yeah, that shit is fire, and I think that 
Anderson Pack should thank Bruno Mars every day of his fucking life for giving him a chance to finally be popular. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, potentially, um, if this album is done with beats that Kendrick can provide, <laughs> um, an album with him and J. Cole could be potentially like one of the best rap albums of all time. Yeah, yeah, something show good. That's what I was like. But we'll see what they do, man. See what they do. I know one of them. I just hope one of them about to drop soon. I don't know when. I know that for a fact. I just don't we want both of them to drop at the same time. You know, that'd be competitive as hell. Yeah. But I'd rather just let let an album marinate for a minute. Then, Dre, you drop the other one. You feel me? For a minute, if you recall, they're going back to back years. Like, you have a J. Cole mm-hmm. one year, then a Kendrick next year. Like, then. Yeah, that's how I was doing. Mm-hmm. That's how I was doing. But then, J. Cole dropping single, 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 single. We thought we were going to drop an album, but he didn't drop it. Like, how he was supposed to drop one, like, around December, but yep. he didn't drop it. Yep. So now, I don't know when he's going to drop it. And then he ain't heard nothing from, yeah, from Kendrick. Kendrick. But Kendrick, he just dropped some. Just, he be pulling up Beyonce. Like, he just be like, oh. And then everybody like, oh, shit. Yep. Like, he just throw it out there. Everybody like, oh, shit. When was come out? <laughs> Man, um, now I forget which rap outlet had this stance, but uh, I'll see, I'll see what you think about it. Um, people are saying that Drake went to more of the R and B pop lane heavier because he knew that he he couldn't compete with Kendrick and Cole. Because if you remember, like that class of rapper was Drake, Kendrick, Cole, ASAP, and Big Sean. That class of rappers. Mm-hmm. And now the only three that are really relevant are Drake, Kendrick, and Cole. But Drake is more so a pop star now versus being a rap star like Cole and, and Kendrick. But they say that because Drake knew that he had a better chance of being the top guy if he went more sort of to the middle and did more so of that, that pop lane. Because he was afraid, knowing that he can't compete bar for bar with J. Cole or Kendrick. Uh, I don't know about that one. I mean, I don't think that Drake can go bar for bar for a cult. Nah, he cannot. Nah. Drake got his own lane. He got his own thing going. I mean, he, he good where he at in my eyes. Because Drake is... Clever, clever, yeah. punchline, R&B. I get it. That's, that's how he do. Like, he good at that. But Drake has... And he, and he, he, and he can tell stories, too. He can he tell, can tell story. a story, but Drake has never made me think about like nah. black issues. He made me think uh, about a little bit. When? A little bit. Remember when he said my mama said something she said don't nobody want to be like sixty, sixty some years old and alone or something like that. I forgot how he phrased it. Yeah. And when he said that shit, that shit made me think about some shit like some folks I know that, you know, they sixty, seventy some years old, they still ain't got no damn man. Drake. Or a man or a man. I know some man, but the thing you know, it's funny, you would find a woman like that, but you would never find a man like that. That's like alone. Yeah. But you'll find true, a woman that's true. like that. They got kids and shit and they alone. And that usually happened in the black community more than any. Nah, not really, man. Like that's just women in general, bro. I don't know. I feel like I know as many uh women in every race that have the same problem. Because women feel like they well, I don't want to speak for women, especially in this current year. But I, it's my 
from what I've seen, women put more value in having a, a mate than men do because men knew, know that we could just have multiple holes our whole life. But women <laughs> find value and they, they value themselves on being able to get one man to give up all that uh, player lifestyle for them. And I feel like that could be a woman of any race. But I will give you that. But Drake, more to me, he more so will have you thinking about uh, about, yeah, like the man-women dynamic more so than like social issues about um, and it could be because he's not from America, really. He did spend time in America, but he, he, he he's from Canada, and like, I don't know how their whole fucking racism shit goes over there, so I can't speak on it. And that could be why he doesn't talk about that as much in, in his music, because he doesn't have a, <laughs> like a, a background in that, because he was in Texas and shit like as a kid, I think. But that's <clears> but being that he wasn't like a, a person who actually lived here, that's not the same as coming for a summer. First living here like your whole life. So, but um, last thing is 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 ASAP Rocky just gone now? You think? <laughs> I, I'm almost thinking he is because <laughs> <laughs> he still tries, but. Oh, no one cares. No, exactly. Now, is it because he's trash now, or is it because of his Black Lives Matter stance? Because he trash. <laughs> <laughs> he trash. Like ten years ago, like he had a high album over there, a fashion killer, that a fucking problem. That's the first one. Yeah, that. <laughs> yep. And then that second one came out. I was like, what the hell? Literally, was that bad? Like. Yeah. It's hard being a star out here. <laughs> good one minute, then the next, you trash. Now, that, okay. So, I think that our, our, our next topic for next month and our countdown should be, well, our, our list should be something like that. Because, like, how, and this isn't really a fall-off per se, but it kind of is, though. But it's different, though. So, I, I guess... I'm trying to think of how we can make it like a list. What you talking about, like, we were talking about Lauren Hill and all that? Yeah, yeah, and like how 50, if 50 would have stopped his first album, he could have been a legend. Um, I, I can't think of a way to make that a list, though. Speaking of 50, he was just showing, I know, it, it, it's, that's almost like a, almost in the summit range. Yeah, it is. I agree. Yep, I agree. Speaking of 50, he did bring up like a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, he brought up his album, the first album going diamond, blah, blah, blah. And then he showed the second album going like six mil or some shit like that. And then after that, he did put shit down. <laughs> 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 and that, that, that was pretty much how it went. It went, that went diamond, went stupid. And then the other one went, it had like six mil because it generated just as much. It wasn't, his second album was nowhere near the first no. one, but it was just still pulling off the wave yes. of the first Exactly. One. Exactly. He had so much fucking momentum that it carried over for six million copies. Cause come on, bro. Candy Shop was whack. Yeah. Super whack. I'll take it to that candy shop. <laughs> that shit was trash, but because he was, he was still burning out there so hard, that, that's why it happened. Um, oh, but okay. Um, I agree. That's more of a summit, and that could be a good ass summit. But 
I don't want to do a submit two weeks in a row. I mean, two months in a row. Um, so, any idea of what kind of list we should do for next episode? Um. Uh. Thank. Thank you too. I typically think about this before we come on, but I yeah, nah. but <laughs> I, I didn't this time. Did we do? Ha, have we done a debut album? Yep, yep, we definitely did like a debut album. Um, oh, the debut album one. Have, have we done a female rapper win? We did. I want to say we did. Yeah, we did. We did. It was like a best female, like all the time or whatever. Wait, wait, wait. Did we do a best female rapper or like the nastiest songs? That no, we did. I guess we did a female rapper one. All right. Because uh, I remember I brought up Carly. Or relevancy, or I think we brought up, or did we do it all the time? I'm trying to think. Well, I'm gonna look it up. Let's see. Uh, alright. Top three producers, that's way on the way up, I guess. Last time we did Fall Offs, then we did Best Worst of the Year, uh, Hip Hop Mo- Moguls, uh, mm-hmm. The Summer Summit, um, top five raunchy tracks. The Tip Summit. Uh, top five debut albums. Um, top cities. Yeah, I remember that. Worst beat pickers, best beat pickers. Outcast Summit. Year in the Culture. Top five best beat picker, or I said that one already. Yeah, uh, maybe we did do uh, it. It's not looking like it. <laughs> nice Summit. Top five black films. Uh, J. Cole Summit. Soundtracks. I don't think we did, bro. Because, like, this is getting torque in the beginning. Uh, top five dead rappers. Top three producers. Underrated rappers. 2018 year in review. So this is getting towards getting out. Uh, yeah, I know we ain't doing nothing there. That I do know. We always back in. We didn't. Yeah, so I would say let's try let's do that one then. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Alright, so um this is coming out in March, which is gonna be later on today, like in like twenty minutes. Um but and in May, we'll do our top five female rappers in no particular order, because this is the best time to do that list. I think last episode, bro... I mean, April. I mean, April. April, yes, April. I think last episode, like, we had a tangent about it. But, but, but not in... No, I think for, like, the uh, best of the last year, I think that one of us said it was the best year for female rappers in a long time. Yeah. And then, like, I think yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what it was. 
Yep, but for April, we'll be back at you with another episode discussing the top our picks for the top five best female rappers in no particular order of all time. Um, so I think that's going to be a good list because, like you said before, this is the best time to have that list because there's more than one out at the same time. And then we can talk about that. But um, that's going to be our.